When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast. I'm Jay Zawoski. With me is Mario Tirabasi. Greg Boyson is at the United Center, and he will join us as soon as uh, his locker room duties <laughs> duties, duties wrap up. Man, uh, we've had a lot of duty jokes. A lot jokes. of duty. And a lot that's, of, uh, a lot of duty joke these That reflects the game. It, it sure does. does. Uh, Hawks lose 3-0 to the Boston Bruins, and you know... That sucked. There's no way around it. That sucked. You're not uh, that game should have been better. It should have been more fun. Um, it's just, you know, I, I got pissed after the Montreal game, and I'm a little irritated after this one, but I, I have to kind of take a step back and recognize, once again, the Hawks are playing a team that hasn't lost. Yeah. Uh, they are playing the President's Trophy uh, winning team from last year. And they're just outmatched. This is what a rebuilding team against the Boston Bruins or Vegas Golden Knights or Colorado Avalanche is going to look like. Mm -hmm. And for 30 minutes, they hung in. Yeah. At one point, we thought they had a lead. Uh, We'll get to that as the show goes on. But it's just, I was talking to some folks on Twitter, you know, during the third, and they're like, why does this team look like they quit, you know, two-thirds of the way through the game? Because they're effing gassed. Mm-hmm. Because every mistake, they, they have to play mistake-free hockey to win these games. And when you've got three rookie defensemen and you've got a bunch of young forwards, it's you're gonna you can't play perfect. It's impossible for this team to play perfect. No. No, I mean it's it's a team that is in still the very early stages of a rebuild. Uh, that is honestly very easy to stop offensively. If you lock down Connor Bedard, there's no one else on this team right now that can do anything. Yeah. I mean, we all thought, oh, Lucas Reichel would be a great complimentary piece to Connor Bedard. Where, where is he? Yeah. Like, I, I get that we're, we're that the Blackhawks are trying him at center. They're giving him a long leash at center. Give him the opportunity to, to acclimate to it at the NHL level. He's done it before in his career at different. Uh, in different leagues, but to get to used to it at the NHL level. But, man, he has not looked anywhere close to what he looked like in last season. Not at all. In this game, uh, Reichel finished a minus one, three shots on goal, with his, which is tied for the team lead with Nick Foligno and Jason Dickinson, uh, also credited with a giveaway. He played 14-06. And yeah. I think a lot of what we're seeing, just as we were talking about with, you know, in the last game where – when the team is struggling and the offense isn't there, everything is forced. 
everything is so overcomplicated and so too freaking much. Top to bottom, from Bedard to Reese Johnson, this team was looking for the extra two, three passes every time they got a look. And dudes, it's the Boston Bruins Mm -hmm. with two excellent goaltenders. It doesn't matter which one it is, Swayman or Olmark. They're going to give you a freaking headache. Put the goddamn puck on the net. Put the puck on the net. You're going to score ugly goals. Look at the goals the Bruins scored. A redirection, a scramble in front. It's how goals are scored in the NHL. Not everything is going to be a bottle pop. It's not. You can't thrive for that. You don't have the skill. You don't have the talent on this team yet to play that kind of a game. There's maybe three or four teams in this league that can play that way. Colorado, Vegas, you could argue Toronto, yeah, and when Edmonton went healthy offensively. Yeah. Right? They've got the, the horses to be able to make those plays, make those sick passes, make the extra, you know, Harlem Globetrotters on ice. This team is not there. They're not even close. Keep it simple. If you've got a lane, put the puck through it. If you've got a two-on-one, Put the puck on net and let your teammate get the rebound. Yeah. It doesn't have to be so goddamn complicated. There were at least two instances where there was a quick flurry of shots from the Blackhawks. And I, w- without you know going back and rewatching the entire game in its entirety, to me, it, they stood out as probably the two or three best opportunities that they had outside of Bedard's non-goal uh, and one Lucas Reichel shot. Uh, in in the third period, like or the second period, um, that, other than other than those two shots, I can only think of when it was kind of scrambly that the Blackhawks had good offensive opportunities. Yeah, and against teams like Boston, you know, top end teams, you got to get scrambly, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, get <laughs> just throw sometimes to beat a team. All you got to do is just throw everything on net and see what happens. I, I, and we, we've heard from Luke Richardson that that is something that he wants this team to work on, wants this team to focus on, wants this. It, it's, it's a directive that they're trying to ingrain in the team, but we're not seeing it, and I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why these guys like Corey Perry and Nick Foligno and Jason Dickinson uh, and and. Uh, Boris Kachuk and, and, and these players, they get the message. Right. They're the, they're the yes. ones trying to play their roles the right way. I don't know why, you know, someone like Reichel or Bedard doesn't just say like, you know what, the fancy shit's not working. Like, maybe we just need to get pucks on net. It's literally the cliche. Get pucks on net. Yes. Like, that's all you have to do at this point. And, and it'll give you even just a little bit of a chance against some of these top teams. And... I'm 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 working myself up for this game because I'm I'm kind of I'm falling into a trap of like why is this team so bad? It's not that they're bad. It's that they're playing all these cup contenders all at the same time. Seven of their first eight games are against legit cup contenders. So as frustrating as it is to to continue to watch this team only be able to hang with teams for 30 to 40 minutes, 
It's more on the schedule makers that I'm upset. Yeah. Because because they are hanging with good teams they're, for 30 they're hang, yeah, minutes. Which is fine. Yeah. Do that every <laughs> every two or three games, and hey, you're you're happy. Sprinkle in a couple, you know, games against Columbus and Arizona and you know St. Louis and all this stuff, and we'll be fine. Um, but you know, it's just it's frustrating right now. But I hope the schedule will be will get a little bit easier as we move on into the season. So that games like these, efforts like these can be a little bit more rewarding where you have games that are closer. You have games where the Blackhawks are going back and forth with their opponents. The game on Monday, uh, or not Monday, um, yeah, the game on next Monday against Arizona, I feel like is going to feel very refreshing because it's going to be a team that the Blackhawks are very, uh, are, are comparable to. As, as far as expectations, talent level, all that, they're more comparable to Arizona than they are almost any team they faced outside of Montreal. So I've, I feel like getting a barometer of where this team is at, where they should be, those kinds of games will will help make make that image of what this team can be a little bit more clear, more than it is getting run over by Vegas and Colorado and all this stuff uh, early on this year. I don't know. I it's it's frustrating. I'd like to think that all of these frustrations potentially can be eased as we get into November and December. But it's just you you want you want this team, especially with all the hype behind Bedard, you want them to come out of the gate and have success and be fun to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's just. It's going to take some time, and I have to tell that to myself that it's going to take some time. Um, but it is just it is frustrating on a on a single night base on a single night view of things. This was a frustrating game. Definitely, All right, we got some business to take care of that I failed to do at the front. Uh, don't forget, smash that like button for us and subscribe to the YouTube page. Uh, podcast listeners, make sure you uh, follow, subscribe, or you get your podcast as well. A five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify would be appreciated. As we do every game, we let you vote on the fourth star of the game, the three stars of the game, Kevin Chattenkirk, Pavel Zaka, and Jeremy Swayman. Congrats to them. Who cares? All right. Uh, so here are your candidates for four-star tonight. Uh, number one is Peter Mrazek. Uh, your second option is Peter Mrazek, in all caps. And the third option is P. Mrazek. Um, all those guys top 40 of 43 Bruin shots for a 930 save percentage. All of them combined. Very good game for P. Mrazek. So uh, vote as you like, but I think we know who our four-star of the game <laughs> is going to be. Um, okay, there's a lot happening in the chat. There's a lot of people pissed off, but I want there's one thing I want to call out. Uh, people in this chat are dogging Seth Jones. Maybe watch the game. For, for what? Seth Jones was excellent in this game. If you want numerical proof i can give it to you uh there were four hawks 50 percent or better in your Corsi or your fenwick uh uh seth jones was one of them mm-hmm. he was on the ice for 18 shot attempts for and 14 against if you want to go fenwick 15 12 shots on goal shots for shots against he was an even 11 11 in a game where the hawks were massively outshot mm-hmm. outshot 43 to 23 seth jones broke even and shots against. So I don't know what this guy has to do for the freaking people to lay off his ass. Mark Lazarus wrote about it today. Yes, he's overpaid. Yes, the contract is too long. 
but watch the effing game. Give me a break. If Seth Jones is the Blackhawk you're focused on in this game, you made that decision before this game started. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can tell you 10 guys on this team that would criticize before Seth Jones. Let's start with one of them. Tyler Johnson. Dude, put a pass on the tape, please. One time. One time, oh, yeah. put a pass on the tape. I like Tyler Johnson. The dude works his ass off. Good dude. Stanley Cup champion. All the qualifiers. Mm-hmm. And he's been good this year. He's their leading goal scorer. This game, he was bad. I think he, if he speaks after the game, which he usually does after a loss, I think he will admit as much. There were so many opportunities to put a pass on the money that he failed. Putting it between guys' skate. Putting it behind him. My God. The veterans are when things are going tough for these kids. They're the ones who have to carry the team. And Felino's doing it as best he can. Perry's doing it the best. You can't have a 35 and a 38-year-old carry this team. Right. I'm sorry. You need some of these younger veterans to do it. Yeah. Uh, Corey Perry leading this team in points is, like, a funny, like, LOL part of the season. But, like, that that cannot continue. He, uh, man, he cannot move anymore. Like, I, like I know Perry? he's... Perry. Oh, yeah. No. I, know he's, I know he's definitely on the, you know... Uh, approaching the clubhouse on the back nine of, of his career, but man, he, it's just, it's, it's a different level of slow. And I don't, I don't blame him. Like he's had a lot of mileage on, on his legs in the NHL, but you can't have that guy. You can't have him be one of your, one of your better options. And it just seemed like you, Tyler Johnson, it seemed like there were so many sloppy plays sloppy passes like especially on the power play the power plays in this game across the board Bruins included were horrible and credit to the Blackhawks penalty kill they did the job that they needed to do but the Blackhawks power play at least two of them it was like oh this was a nice two minute break for the Bruins because they couldn't even get the, the puck into the zone yeah and it was it's I I I don't know if either system is going to make a big difference whether it's the drop pass or it is the everybody go into the uh everyone take it into the zone and then dump and chase into the corner win a puck battle I don't know what the difference is with this team if it's strategic is if it's just you know who's in the lineup but man like there, there is at least enough talent to run a competent power play on this you would think so you would think so and I don't know why they can't do that. It started off early in the year looking so good. Yeah. The puck, they weren't converting, but the puck movement was there. The shots were there. We're going to get to Connor's corner later, but I mean, look, and even I, like Bedard, like in his first four games, had 20 shots on goal. He's yeah. had two in the last three. I don't know if they're trying to force the puck to him. <laughs> I don't know if he's trying to force the puck to other players. I think we're seeing both of it. And you're getting yeah. like a refusal from all parties to actually take control and do it. And I, you know, I think that, I don't know. I don't want to, here we, here gonna we were, I'm going to sleep on it. Cause I, I feel like I'm <laughs> going to say that like Bedard is being too deferential cause he just wants to be one of the guys, I was, but I feel like that might be a post game overreaction. So I'm going to put a pin in that. I was just going to say, here we are worrying that everyone would be too, uh, deferring too much to guys like Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane. If they were still around now, everyone's just deferring to everybody else. Yeah. No right. one, no everyone one wants, is, no one wants it. No one wants to take control of you know of of the offensive uh you know of the of, of the offensive chances i and it's surprising because you'd think you know I, I know 
not having Taylor Hall is not a great thing, but he didn't have that kind of impact on this team, right? Well, to to, to not so be in the to lineup tonight because and then have nothing to show for it. He only really played a game in a period healthy, right? So it's it's so hard to say like what actually is Taylor Hall. I don't know. He looked good in Pittsburgh. <laughs> right. But it's like, okay, that was one game. You know what I mean? It's just, it's so hard to say. But either way, he can't be that important to the team. No. He can't be. And that's kind of why I wrote what I wrote today for, for Blackhawks beat at allchgo.com. It's like, do they have to go find a little bit of help? Because it can't be every night like this. It can't be. You can't just keep trying to plug in Ryan Donato or the ghost of Tyler Johnson or whoever on the top line, especially with Hall out, if something makes sense in the context, you do what we talked about it yesterday. Go listen to yesterday's podcast for further thoughts on that. Right. I, man, I don't, I don't think they need to go out and get somebody, but you're also not wrong that a whole season of this, while it is kind of set up to be that way, is less than ideal but it won't see we got to keep reminding ourselves though it won't be this way all year no i know they're not going to be playing undefeated cup contenders every single game this year no they're i know it's not and, and i'm it's, in my own trap of that it, me too it's really hard to not be in that mindset yeah because damn we're like watching every game with a fine-tooth comb or want these performances to be good and to be promising and look like I tweeted after the first, like, that was a really solid first period. The yeah. Hawks were right there with Boston. Mm-hmm. Then the second came, and it was all right. You're starting to it see was Boston completely pull flipped, away. Flipped and then its head. they actually killed that penalty to start the third, had a couple nice chances, and then they scored two goals like this, and that's it. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is, this team with this offense is down two. Game's over. Yeah, especially, over. especially two in less than a minute. It's, yeah, you can't. You can't come back from that. All right. Just a reminder that um, we're talking about sports, and there's no need to yell at each other in the chat. Everyone's nah. entitled to their own opinions, but uh, just chill out. Be cool. We'll be all right. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's let's keep it respectful in the chat and keep it calm in the chat if we can. Um, why don't we take our first break and regroup a little bit here? Sure. And I am very excited. As a child of the 80s and 90s and 2000s in Chicago. And today. And today. To welcome this new client, Empire Today. Yes. 588-2300. You know the number. You know the jingle. I'm not going to sing it. I don't want to do it disservice. But with Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a price match guarantee. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring, it's awesome. You can't beat Empire on quality, on service, on speed. And they advertise, local, other companies advertise low-quality products that simply won't be carried by Empire. They won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does is putting bad flooring in your home that Empire would not put in your home. Look, Garbage flooring. You're making a big investment in your home with new floors, new carpet. Yes, you are. You need to spend a little more. You get what you pay for. It goes a long way. And with the price match guarantee, you're covered anyway. So keep shopping for floors with their simple curated product selection. Their philosophy is to help you find what you need, not to overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. What they leave out of their selection is as important as what they put in. Empire's product team exhaustively combs through thousands of product samples each year 
to find the perfect styles. They've got a virtual floor designer, which is a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy, just snap a picture and instantly see how the new floors will look in your room. Shopping for floors at a big box store can be frustrating. You might talk to someone today who was working in plumbing yesterday. Flooring is all Empire Today does. They live and breathe flooring so you can be confident you're getting honest, upfront advice. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO. And when you have uh, Empire putting in your new floors, uh, while they're doing the work, you can kick back, relax, and crack open an ice-cold Goose Island beer. Goose Island, they are the proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO, and they have been Chicago's beer since 1988. And they have a tremendous roster of beers for you to enjoy year-round, including the Full Pocket Pills, the everyday beer that the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking. You have the entire family of the Beer Hug IPAs to choose from and the golden cans of 312, the wheat ale, the staple of their year-round beer roster. Uh, and, of course, if you're going out to the United Center for a bear, uh, Bulls game or a Blackhawks game uh, or any event at the United Center, be sure to step stop by the Goose Island Pub in the UC and get yourself a Bull and Goose West Side Ale honoring the Chicago Bulls, or you can get yourself uh, a Blackhawks Pale Ale uh, also coming from the Goose Island Beer Company. And if you're in the Chicago area, you can get ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. That is the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. And speaking of Goose Island, if you're looking for something to do on Friday, come join us yeah. at our watch party out at Legends in Mokina. Yes, Mokina, the South Burbs, 9710 West 191st Street in Mokina. You're going to have $5 Goose Island Blackhawks Pale Ale and a live postgame show. Come watch the game with us. It's going to be an awesome time. Go to allchgo.com. The event is free, but you're going to want to reserve your RSVP ticket. Again, it is free. There's no cost. We just want to get a head count, make sure we know how many people are coming. So go to allchgo.com if you plan on coming. RSVP, and we can't wait to see you. Reminder, Friday, the game is in Vegas. The puck drops at 5 p.m. So 5 p.m. puck drop, post-game show, give or take, 8. Yeah. 8-ish, probably for the post-game show. So come hang out with us. Uh, it's going to be a great time, and we're excited to have you sound. And if you've not tried that Blackhawks Pale Ale yet, it's really good. They come in 16-ounce cans. Yes, they do. So 5 bucks for 16 ounces is a solid deal, and the food is... It Legends is absolutely outstanding. I'm looking so forward to it. Don't miss it. Come join us, allchgo.com, to uh, reserve your tickets. And if you see us on social media, we've tweeted the event. It is actually pinned to our Twitter account at chgo underscore Blackhawks. So it's very, very easy to but find. Before Greg joins us, um, yes. we're, we'll, we'll talk with him about this in, in more depth. Um, but what I'm seeing coming out of the, the Blackhawks beat here is an unhappy Luke Richardson. So that'll be interesting to uh, to hear from Greg in more detail here pretty soon. Let's pull, uh, pay off a couple of super chats yeah, here before we that. get to Greg. Uh, Ralph J, $5. Uh, thank you, Ralph. Says the expectation is not for the team to win. 
but the expectation is for management slash the team to help Bedard get points. They are failing him at that point, or at, they are failing him at that right now, in my opinion. Um, I mean, he's got four points in seven games. It's not like he's... Yeah, but he's it's it's not come as easy as I think a lot of people were expecting. Uh, yeah. $19 super chat, $19.99 rather, uh, from Jeffrey Sand. Thank you, Jeffrey. Is it fair to say, despite the addition of Bedard, Hall, and Felino, losing Kane, Taze, McCabe, Domi, Lafferty... McCabe, Lafferty, etc. Did we lose McCabe and Lafferty twice? Twice, yeah. Oh, wow, that's that's really rough. Uh, the roster of this team, at least on paper, is a downgrade from last year. Nay, nay. I actually think it's across the board. You have more NHL talent in your forward group and your defensive group. Yeah, it's just it doesn't look as sexy on paper without Taze and Kane and Domi. But I think when you go top line to bottom line, everyone that's playing is an NHL player. Yeah, and you have to remember this is not. It's not primed Kanan Taves either. Right. If you're it's, putting together an NHL the, 24 roster, maybe. It's the shell of Jonathan but, Taves. Yes, it's the ghost of both those guys. An so. injured Patrick Kane, who... <sighs> Our boss, Kevin Kaduk, owes yeah. us a big fat dollar yeah. in the jar off. Uh, talking about Patrick Kane coming back. Uh, and so, yes, we need to stop that. Everyone needs to stop that. Anyways, hey, Greg's here. Yeah. Can we get to Greg? Yeah, let's bring Greg in from the United Center. Uh, make sure you're following Greg on Twitter at Greg Boyson. Greg, I know they're setting up the Bulls court. I know you're excited about that, just like me. Uh, thanks for jumping on. What do we hear from Luke? Uh, not a happy camper tonight. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, this might be one of the most disappointed uh, press conferences that he's had. Uh, he was definitely not thrilled uh basically said his team got outworked and he doesn't want that from this team he doesn't want to hear about talent gaps he wants that work ethic to be there every shift he said they lost far too many one-on-one battles he used the word determination and you have to be more determined numerous times um and uh you know he says there's going to be some board battles at practice. If they don't want to do it in games, they got to do it in practice. He doesn't care if they don't like it. He, uh, not, uh, not the usual Luke Richardson. Usually even in a loss, he tries to be as positive as possible. Now he wasn't screaming or yelling or pounding the podium or anything, but you could just tell that, uh, he's, it's not going to be a fun video session tomorrow. I find that very interesting because watching all 60 minutes of this game, uh, my concern was not the compete. My concern was the too fancy, shoot the puck, make crisp passes, Tyler Johnson, other players. <laughs> the basics. You know, stop throwing blind passes to no one, Lucas Reichel and Wyatt Kaiser. Like, let's, it, for me, it wasn't an effort thing, it was an execution thing. But, He's a coach, and I'm not, so I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I mean, there was some execution issues there, but he just said that they, you know, too many times they were challenged one-on-one and just lost the battles. Uh, And, you know, just – I mean, I – it's a, they're playing a really good team. The Bruins so far through seven games are proving a lot of us wrong that said they've mm-hmm. lost too much and they, they may not make the playoffs. We all said it. It's seven games. There's still a long way to go, but they have not lost a step. 
uh, they're still getting great goaltending. They're getting, you know, uh, Richardson praised their fourth line, called them just a bunch of dogs out there that don't give you any time, any space, and he wants his team to be that. Uh, I think he's going to use this game as a way to show we need to be what the Bruins are. They don't have the talent that they had last year, but they're still winning games. We don't have the talent that many other teams do, but if we work as hard as they do, we'll win more games than than not. I like hearing this message from, from Richardson because last season, I think what we what we saw from from the team last season was constantly always always pressuring always in the game always working themselves into games and whether they were you know chasing a lead or 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 leading in a game the hard work was always there whether or not the talent gap was closed at all i mean that was a game by game basis but and we all credited that to Luke Richardson getting into getting his message across to the team mm-hmm. and the team having the having the buy-in to you know m- make it work and i think you know we there was there's obviously been some turnover from last year to this year and i think we all assumed that the message and the culture that luke richardson was instilling in the locker room would just be picked up by this new group and i i mean maybe it, that hasn't been the case so i love hearing Richardson come back and basically say like look what we've been saying to you know a little bit tonight they're not talented enough to try and do all this fancy stuff yeah. and try and make things look pretty sometimes you just have to put in the work uh and go win games dirty be in games that don't look pretty it, and it comes down to being a hard working team and if you have a team that is bought in is going to put in that work then if those simple if if you can execute the simple things you can go that next step you can go that that next level of intricacy to the game where you know maybe some of these you know cross crease passes uh actually land on tapes and you get good shots off like you have to get the simple things down first so i i'm i'm loving that luke richardson is coming out with this with this team you know, some new guys in there, even some veterans like Perry and, and Felino, uh, and having these guys in there and still saying, like, look, we all have to work here. We all have to work hard to make things happen. It's not it's not gonna come easy. So I I really like that Richardson's coming in with this message. Um this reminds me of something real quick, Greg. Sorry. Uh something I think we should keep in mind too is with all these new faces, with all these new rookies, with all these new free agent trades coming in here. There's going to be a learning curve there, too. Uh, Ray Ferraro was talking about the Bruins power play, and he's like, you know why this power play looks so bad? Because the bumper guy used to be left-handed, and now he's right-handed. <laughs> like, So that small of a change can throw off an elite power play. Yeah. Think about how all the new faces on a team can make a major difference to a team right, yeah. early on in the season, especially when playing against you know great opponents. And I know I saw some people in the chat saying, like, I'm, I'm so sick of hearing about how good the teams are, the Hawks playing, but it is, it is a fact. It can't, it like, it uh-huh. can't be ignored. Yeah. You, you've got teams that are absolute juggernauts in, in this league in Colorado and Vegas and Boston. Uh, and uh, they beat Toronto, which is unbelievable. Uh, <sighs> yeah. You know, it's just, it, it is the reality is this is a young, inexperienced team. And even the guys who are experienced are inexperienced with each other. Uh, it it, this, it makes some sense, and, I, and when I look at 
It'd be like if the Bears played like the Eagles and the 49ers and the Chiefs twice to start the season. Yeah, and you're like, well, why are they 0-4? Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I, yeah. I, anyway, sorry. Sorry about the aside. <laughs> no, it, it, it kind of led into the point I was going to say anyway, where, you know, Luke, Corey Perry, and uh, Jared Tenori were all asked about this tough start to the schedule. None of them were using that as an excuse. Of course they're not. They're not going to say, oh, my God, I can't believe the NHL gave us this tough schedule. It does make a difference. But Luke also pointed out Pittsburgh's a very talented team. He says, on paper, they're probably more talented than Boston, and we beat them. We beat Toronto. Like, we know we can beat good teams. We just have to play. We've got to work harder. So, you know, I, I know people are getting upset about you know some of these games but i'm not exactly sure where your expectation levels were at the start of the year um like this is pretty much what i've expected to see this year uh there are some things that are disappointing um you know i i know lucas reichel is a is a uh as a hot topic Luke was asked about him and pretty much said he's got to work harder. He's got to be more determined to use that determined word again. So he said there were some good things, but overall he's just got to want it more. Uh, so he's calling him out. I, I don't know how long it's going to last, but you know, it, 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 there should not be this like heightened sense of, of expectation. I know there's excitement, with Bedard and some of these young players here, but they're all rookies. Some of them are teenagers playing in this league against guys who are playing against teams that are, are have recently won Stanley Cups. I'm not exactly sure what you're expecting. Mistakes are going to happen. Yes, veterans have made mistakes tonight. You know, the third goal, Connor Murphy lost his stick and then went sliding down the ice. It, it was it was ugly, but. Veterans make mistakes, and they're amplified more because you're expecting so much more of these veteran players to not make those mistakes because the young guys are the ones expected to make the mistakes. But let's just temper the overall expectations here. Like This wasn't a team that anybody thought was going to make a playoff run, was going to be a Stanley Cup contender. This is exactly what we told you all offseason we were going to see. This is a team that's still is looking to get a top five pick in next year's draft. This is exactly what most of us expected to see. And I, and listen, I love the passion and I love to fire into passion. My friends, it's great. It's nice to see it back in a post game chat, but I think it just needs to be tempered a little bit. Um, this is still a very young team. This is a team that's still trying to learn how to play with each other. And there were, as bad as this looked tonight at times, there were some good things to come out of it. The face-offs were better again. Um, right. Philip Kurashev looked pretty good. Look, You're um, right. Kurashev did look good. Luke Richardson called him the best player on the ice tonight. And for a guy that hasn't played in three weeks to get that title, it kind of tells you he put him up on that top line at the end, and the way he made it sound, he's staying there. Uh, Vegas looks like it looks like it's going to be Kurashev, Bedard, and Felino Friday in Vegas. So... You know, Felino, he looked really good on that top line. He didn't look out of place. He was one of the most effective players all night. Um, so, you know, it's another tough loss 
against a really good team, a team that I said was going to miss the playoffs, and they're making me look like a jackass. Not the first time the Boston Bruins have done that. Won't be the last time they do that. No, still so, close. yes, this, let's let's get a few games. If, if they look like this against the Sharks and the Ducks and the Blue Jackets and the Nashville Predators and those teams, okay, yeah, then, then that we can grab the pitchforks and torches. But right now, this is where they're supposed to be. Well, the other thing, too, and I'm glad you, you mentioned young players, like, look, we're, we're going to get to Wyatt Kaiser and Jared Tenori. They, they got absolutely slammed in every way, shape, and form in this game, and it might be time to give Wyatt Kaiser a look at the uh, Rockford Taco Bell. Um, but Bedard, he had, he had a goal today, but it got waved off because of a 40-minute-ago offside. Um, he's been effective in every game he's played for the most part. Korchinski's been awesome. Him and Seth Jones were at the top of all the possession charts today. It's been good. Mario and I were talking, or was it you and me talking about Vlasic? I think it was you, Greg, at the game, where you said, am I a fool to say that, was it you or Mar- I forget who it was. It's been One a long time. One of the three of us day. said something. Said, am I a fool to say that Alex Vlasic is this team's best defensive defenseman right now? And I don't think that that's a – I think maybe you would a, argue Connor Murphy, but it's certainly a discussion you can have, right? Like, Luke, Reichel is not produced at center. That's can't be denied. Zero points, minus eight. Not great, but over the last two, three games, you've seen the flashes come. He had three shots on goal tonight. Like, you're starting to see it look a little more consistent. For the most part, these young guys are playing pretty well. Like, there's, there's reasons to be – there's reasons to still be optimistic and that we, you can hang with Vegas and Boston and whoever for 40 minutes, 45 minutes, however many minutes you want to call it. That's encouraging. Now you have to just solidify the extra 10 or 15 or 20, whatever it might be and stick in these games. But again, I know no player is ever going to say, Hey, the reality is we're playing some really good teams. Yes, that's true. No player is going to say that. Right, because that's an excuse, and hockey culture does not allow that, and the coach shouldn't say it either. Behind the scenes, they know the reality; they are playing legit cup contenders, and they're they're learning very difficult lessons early in the season. And you know what? I think it's a good thing. Like this game, even in the first period when they were playing pretty evenly, there were three or four moments where, like, okay, don't do that again. Okay, there's something they're going to see in you know video. You know, like there's there are those little moments that these teaching moments that Luke and his staff can take them and say, okay, next time, instead of doing this, do this, or look for this play here, or whatever. All these teaching moments, I think that's maybe the advantage of playing these teams that execute so well. Because Luke's talked about it before is a lot of times when he'll watch film is he'll show the Hawks what the other team is doing so well. As opposed to saying, here's why you suck. They say, here's why Kale McCarr is great. Or here's why Mark Stone is perpetually a pain in everyone's ass, mm-hmm. right? Like, this is what these guys do and learn from that. Yeah, uh, and I don't disagree with the Kaiser uh, statement. I, I I think maybe a trip to Rockford will do him well. Um, he's starting to get a little overwhelmed out there at times. Might be time to bring up Isaac Phillips, give him a, a, a run, see what he can do. I mean, he is the only Ice Hogs defenseman with – uh, points so far this year, both coming on the power play. So, you know, that could be something there. 
Um, but overall, the young defensemen have been, you know, as, as a whole, the three rookies have been really good. Um, you know, one other thing I would like to say, since we're talking about changes, and yes, look at this. We could be critical on this show, too. Uh, can we please remove Andreas Athanasiu from the top power play unit? Please, for the love of Christ. It's not was good. He, was he on there because Hall was out? Sure, but let's put Lucas Reichel on there. Let's put Lucas Reichel on there. Load up. I mean, it's not like the second power play unit is doing great with just him on there either. Load right. up that top no, you're line. You're not right. one power, you've got one power play goal the whole or two power play goals the whole season, whatever it is. I just, Anthony, see you. I mean, it's not even to do with the offside play, which I know Jay, you're going to talk about it in the in in Hawks hits. It's a silly rule, but hey, let's not pass backwards when you're at the blue line, just in case. Maybe get over the line first. But there's so many times he just rushes into the zone and then nothing happens. He skates himself in the unshootable. He skates himself in the unshootable positions, or he just does like it's just it's not there. He should not be on the top power play yet. It's just not working for me. Um, he, he put him on the second unit. Put Lucas Reichel up there. Let it get another guy that actually can create something as long with Bedard. These teams are just waiting for Bedard to get the puck and hone in on him because they know nobody else out there can actually do anything. Yeah, and as much as we like Nick Foligno, Nick Foligno doesn't scare anybody. There's no NHL team that coming into a game against the Hawks is saying, all right, keep an eye on 17. We got to know where 17 is at all times. There's one dude on this team like that. One dude. And he's 18 years old. And, like, I know that Luke is married to the center thing with Reichel. And I'm not ready to pull the plug on it yet. I get it. But if you're down one late, stack that top line, man. Put Reichel and Kurashev, or if, if Taylor Hall's healthy, him and Reichel and Bedard together and just let them cook. Let them do their thing. I like. I get wanting to take your time with Reichel and, and not panic and not completely pull the plug on this thing, but like moment to moment, there should be adjustments. And I, I understand, and we last year we spent a lot of time praising the patience of Luke Richardson and Kyle Davidson, but I do think there's some value in like getting some results. I don't think every game can just be a hard lesson game after game after game. I think that starts to wear on the team a little bit. And again, when the Phoenixes and San Jose's and St. Louis's and Nashville's roll around and they will, it's not going to look like this all the time. But I think just for now, it's like, Jesus, let's just, if you're down a goal late, let's stack that top line and see what they can do. Yeah. I mean, and maybe getting Lucas Reichel on the power play and getting him, you know, maybe a goal. Or, or at least some good chances can get that confidence going. You know, a power play goal from Lucas Reichel because people are worried about counter Bedard and boom, he gets a wide open shot and he buries it. That could be just what he needs right now. This is a kid that looks to be gripping his stick a little too tight these days. So let's let's get him on that top power play unit. Um, you know, he's not going to be offsides twice on a power play. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... I think there's there's a lot of shuffling that's been uh, done because of injury and because of trying to find the right combinations. I would really love to see Kurashev, Reichel, and Athanasiu together for an extended period of time. 
That could be next game. Because I think that that would be nice to see. I Obviously, if Kershaw is going to be up on the top line, it's yeah. not going to happen uh, anytime soon. But that would be nice to see because that was the trio that we were expecting to get at the beginning of the season that looked really good in preseason, looked good when they were together at the end of last season. I think for Athanasiu, that was benefiting him. He was playing well when he was with those guys. Reichel uh, was was the same. Uh, he was able to benefit from playing with those guys too. So I just think that the the, the shuffling and, and the newness of all these guys playing together is is definitely playing a factor in it. But I don't know. I, I just I, I agree. I don't not pulling Reichel out of the center position yet. Um, but I'm definitely contemplating it. If I if if I were in Luke Richardson's position, I would be contemplating a change there because you need to kind of you got to have patience to a point because at some point either you're completely taking him away from the player that he he could be by putting him in into the center role and and forcing him to be a two-way guy which I know that takes time to develop but at at his age with his skill set like sometimes you just got to let let them let them like focus on what makes them special focus on what the the best parts of their game are and with Reichel it's it's his creativity with the puck on his stick and can he develop into a 200 foot player that's effective at at both ends of the ice sure is he that right now no so I, I just think that at some point you have to allow him to grow the things that he does well at the NHL level same for Bedard yep same for you know Kershev as as he's you know still young uh, by NHL standards. So I just think letting those guys be comfortable in the players that they are first, I think, is 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 the better option than trying to say, like, okay, Bedard's Mr. Everything. Reichel's a two-way center. Like, all these things. Like, I think you just got to have to, like, let them find their game at the NHL level before you start developing everything else at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a lot to ask of Reichel to you know, learn the center job on the fly. But if he's going to do it, this is the time to do it, right? Like, it's – it, it is so it is so difficult. <laughs> and I, I think that's why our chat is, like, so conflicted tonight because it is so difficult to keep perspective when you just watched a game that you had expectations for. And, like, look, we're all glad that this year is not like last where we're hoping they lose, and when they win, we're a little bit disappointed, and the chat is – you know, on fire because, oh, my God, they're going to blow it and they're not going to get Bedard. This year is different, and these games matter more to us and matter more to the fans. And so you you try not to overreact after every game. And, and I'm trying personally not to do that. Um, but it is hard. Like, it, it's it's you just want to see the success. And as these games go on and passes are missed and scoring chances are passed up or they're shot wide, you're just like, ugh. It's just, it's like, it almost it's like feels like torture. And it's we just have to keep this perspective, and I, I do have good faith um, that Luke Richardson and uh, Kyle Davidson are going to keep that patience. We've seen it so far. Other GMs would have been extremely tempted to, as soon as they win that draft lottery, just go blow their entire wad in free agency this year and bring in a bunch of guys to come and help Connor Bedard, and it would not event it wouldn't add to where this it wouldn't help this team get to where they're trying to get and look like the offensive help is coming you've got frank nazar you've got oliver moore 
both are performing well in college right now. Like they're they're doing well and they're going to be here. They're they are good NHL players. What whether they're gonna be all stars or superstars, we don't know yet. But reserves are coming and look, they've got nothing but cap space. And when it's time to add free agents, they're going to. This is a place that NHL players want to play. It is renowned. Every player talks about it. You've seen interviews with Taylor Hall recently where he said, I was happy to come to Chicago because yep. I know how great players are treated here. Like, it's it's a destination. We just got to be patient. And I know with expectations comes in patience, but I'm just trying to – I'm, like, kind of talking to myself more than anything. <laughs> uh, but there are some people really losing their crap in the chat. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, – that – is is the point that's why i'm not going to be flipping tables over about fnsu or radish or or these guys on the roster now because the players that are really going to help Connor bedard and grow with Connor bedard aren't here yet but they're coming uh, oliver moore frank nazar guys like ryan green and gavin hayes are going to be those bottom six guys paul lewinsky has has talent uh, you know i don't know how high his ceiling is but you know there's guys coming. <clears throat> There's still a year or two away. Like I, we went from last season. Some people went from last season knowing this is a three to five year process at minimum. And in year one are all of a sudden pissed that they're three, two and five in seven games. Come on. Keep your eyes on the long term here. Connor Bedard is not pissed off at the talent around him. Okay. When you're in the locker room and you see that, tell me. It's not. One of the the new fun thing I'm seeing on Twitter is, well, Connor Bedard is going to leave after his entry-level contract because he's unhappy with with the talent around him in eight games. Blow it out your ass. That's just as stupid as he's not going to sign here because he wants to play for the Canucks. First of all, he just can't leave after an entry-level contract. The Blackhawks will have to trade him. Know how contracts work before you say stupid things. It's just it's infuriating to have to see this stuff when you should have known that this team is still a bottom six or, or seven team in the league. It's going to be all right. Go outside, smell a flower, enjoy the wonderful evening, and take a nice nap tonight. That sounds good to me. It does sound good. All right, we should let Greg go. He's been on for a long time. Yeah. Do we want to do Who's Your Hawk right now and uh, sure. celebrate the winner? We don't, they don't have to wear the helmet Let's the rest of the celebrate show, this one. win. Who, All right. Who, who I'm pissed tonight. I don't know why. It wasn't me. <laughs> mm. That's yeah, it was me. Oh, Mario won again. Oh, boy. Yep. Hooray. I had <laughs> Lucas Reichel. After I trash him. Yeah, we Lucas Reichel won. He he had three shots. He, had, uh, he had three shots on goal, and was a minus one, so that's two points. Uh, Philip Kurashev did nothing on the score sh- on the score sheet. Was a minus one, so that's not great. I mean, Luke said he was the best player. Uh, you something. know, it's he sure. Was noticeable, but he yeah, was noticeable. He, uh, we need a noticeable helmet. Yeah. And uh, Connor Bedard was uh, even with one hit. So Lucas Reichel wins. Yeah, well, Jim Montgomery cost me the helmet tonight, you jerk. What an ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Um, I don't feel like wearing this. Yeah, chuck it. 
Do a Mad Pack. No, this thing is oh, not that durable. That protected it's Charlie brittle. the Bacon guy's bucket. Yeah, uh, in 80s standards. That's true. It's much different now. That's true. That's who true. won? Uh, who who got the four star? Who were your candidates tonight? Uh, the candidates uh, tonight were. Uh, I, we want your vote before we log off. Yeah. The first candidate was Peter Mrazek. Uh, number okay. two is Peter Mrazek, but in all caps. And the okay. third nominee was P. Mrazek. Uh, give me Peter Mrazek in all caps. All right. All right. Steven, who is winning? Yeah, right who's now? winning? You guys ready? Let's yeah. do it. Let's call it. <laughs> it is Peter Mrazek oh, in all caps. Yes. All caps, Absolutely. Peter Mrazek. Yes. I gave, him the, uh, I gave him the deciding, but look at that. Look at that That fit right there. Isn't that what the kids call it? Beautiful. It's got a little tomb, like uh, uh, tombstone in him in that one. Yeah, he's, he looks like a old west banker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Good. definitely he getting cool. shot in Act Two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he definitely looks like a an extra in the Untouchables. I'll be I'll be your Huckleberry. There you go. All right, buddy. Uh, thanks for the uh, visit. Drive safe, and we'll see you tomorrow. No practice tomorrow, by the way. No practice tomorrow. That is Ooh. lovely. They're pro- I'm sure they will be there, but it will not be. Uh, they'll probably be watching video. Yeah, yeah, we're not invited. No access for us, I don't think. I'm okay with that. I watched it live in person. I don't need to see it again. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's true. All right, thanks, Greg. All right, see you boys tomorrow. I appreciate it. All hey. right, that is Greg Boyson from the United Center. Follow him on Twitter at Greg Boyson. And, hey, we want to tell you about one of our other new sponsors, Hero Bread. Hey. Everybody's watching their carbs these days. Well, most people. And you should be. Because carbs are bad, and they make you tubby, like me. So, that's why I started using Hero Bread, because I want to be less tubby. That would be a good thing. Less tubby, also my favorite overnight radio host. Um, The Hero (laughs) Bread, the first time I tried it, they had the tortillas here. uh, The night they had the barbecue. Mm, They were some soft tortillas. I didn't know that they were even, like, specialty, special diet tortillas. I'm like, these are light and fluffy. Nice. They looked awesome. Make some quesadillas on those low-carb tortillas. Sounds good. Great stuff. Uh, It is so good. The bread is so soft and so fluffy. Uh, It's high fiber and ultra-low net carbs and zero grams of sugar per slice of bread. And if you're looking to buy some, you can get some. Go to Hero.co, H-E-R-O dot C-O, and use the code C-H-G-O for 10% off. Fewer calories than your leading brands. It's 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Right now, Hero Bread is offering the CHGO family, again, 10% off their first order. Just go to Hero.co and use the code CHGO to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O to save 10% today with that code CHGO. It's great stuff. It's great stuff. And you know what's a, a great thing to do while you're making yourself a Hero Bread sandwich? Bet on sports with DraftKings. Uh, feel that chill in the air? No. Not today, but most days in October, there's that chill in the air. That means that the NHL is back, and it is time to hit the ice. DraftKings Sportsbook is getting new customers ready for puck drop with an epic offer. You can score 200 bucks instantly in bonus bets when you bet just $5 on hockey. Now that is worth a selly that is in the copy. Like that. Beautiful. <laughs> Speaking of sellies, I it's such a damn shame that Connor Bedard's goal was waved off and that celebration he had uh, that looked very familiar 
that we've seen many times in Chicago over the years uh, was wasted on an overturned goal. Very upset by that. We're getting to that next. But uh, when you go on the DraftKings app, you can bet on all of the NHL games. Today was a fantastic day to be on the DraftKings Sportsbook app with every game, or every team, rather, in action. 16 games on the docket. There's still some games. Well, actually, the final game of the day has already uh, dropped the puck, but you can get in on some live uh, in-game action on DraftKings. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now, and when you do, use the code CHGO. New customers can get 200 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. Again, the code is CHGO, only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny. Four six seven three six nine in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seventy seven seventy seven or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. Twenty one or older. Age varies by by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Ontario. Sorry about that. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright of the NHL. Yeah. 2023. All rights are reserved. Yeah. And... Leave that alone. After you get through reading all of that, you realize you got your DraftKings pick of the week coming up here. Let's go. And, hey, if you like hockey, boy, what they put above the ice is just as great when the Blackhawks aren't playing because that means it's the Bulls season. Basketball is back in action. Get them, Eddie Curry. Balls are bouncing, and the Bulls are ready to go uh, 41 and 41. Yes. Feel the excitement. That's what um, happens when you don't rebuild ever. <laughs> yeah, Bulls and the White Sox, they're kind of in the same position. I wonder why. Hey, you want a fun Bulls bet on opening night tomorrow night? Here's our DraftKings pick of the week. The Oklahoma City Thunder are in town taking on your Chicago Bulls. And here is a pre-made quick same-game parlay uh, that you can bet on the DraftKings app right now. It is a three-leg parlay, all based around DeMar DeRozan, who I hear is very good at basketball. Uh This is for DeMar to get 20 or more points, five or more rebounds, and five or more assists. That pays out at a plus 225 odds. Uh, I don't know. That sounds like a... That sounds reasonable. That sounds reasonable. Sounds like a good bet to put a a, a buck on and uh, make yourself some money. Again, that is the DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week from your basketball experts here on the CHGO Blackhawks show. Yeah, uh, fade that. Um, all right, we got some super chats to get to. Dustin says, uh, by the way, become a CHGO diehard. Hey, thank the extra you. content on the Hawks is worth it alone. Thank you. Thanks, Dustin. Alan says, agreed on Nathanael CU off the top power play. Says his wife's been yelling it at him all game. Uh, and then <laughs> sent us $5 saying, you know what this is for? I actually don't, but thank you. Um, Windy City Hockey says, Bedard was doing his best future teammate impression. Shout out to Young Dangle. God, oh, yes, yeah. give us a dollar Look for that. that. Appreciate that. 
And Thomas Salata says, was at the game, and damn, does it look like they're going through growing pains. That's a $5 mm. super chat. They absolutely are. Thank you very much. Sure are. Um, all right. Um, the replay thing. The replay thing. It, 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 needs, it needs a tweak here. It's it's full it's it's in its full stupidity mode with the NHL right now. I just okay, I understand and mostly agree that if the technology exists to get a call right, you use it, right? Mm-hmm. You want to review where both feet and bounds. You want to review, uh, you know, was the home run fair or foul? You want to review is the runner safe or out? Like I get those things. I get the technology exists. Yes, it slows the game down, but. You want to make sure, especially now with gambling being legal in a lot of places, right. people don't want to get screwed on a bad call. I get it. Do, do you want to be right or not? However, with offsides in the NHL, the impact of an inch on the play is nothing. It's totally oh, yeah. negligible, mm-hmm. right? If there's a guy two, three feet offsides, it's going to make a difference in the play and give the puck carrier a big advantage. The linesman is going to notice that and call it offsides. You don't need to go frame by frame to see if Andreas Athanasiu was a pube offsides. It doesn't matter in the context of the play. Also, after that, Boston had already possessed and turned over the puck in the Hawks zone or in their own zone. And, like, 30-plus seconds had passed. It had nothing to do with the play that was happening on the ice. It didn't say, oh, my God, there's no way we can possibly defend this because the little fraction of a skate was was, uh, on the line. It's stupid. If you must review offsides, there should be a time limit on it. There should be a possession uh, stipulation where, yeah. okay, if you thought the play was offsides, but your team has possessed the puck since, you don't get to challenge it. Yep. I know that complicates it, but oh my God, for them to look at the play for two or three minutes to just see if the puck was just just this much, that's not the spirit of the rule. Yeah, It's not the spirit of the rule. It's different from was his knee down, were his feet in bounds, what, did he touch the base before the tag? It's different Mm -hmm. because those are the purposes of the plays on an offsides call. If it needs to be reviewed, it's too, it's not, it doesn't need to be reviewed. It doesn't. It's, it's just so frustrating. I cannot wait for a Stanley cup final in overtime (laughs) to be decided team team scores and all the gloves and equipment comes off. The players are out there. They're jumping around, blow off the confetti cannons or whatever, and then you go and then you go back, and you go ah, we're challenging for offsides. And they go and look at it, and because whoever had puck possession carried it into the zone two minutes earlier, uh, carried it in offside. You say nope. Two minutes back on the clock, everyone back on the ice. We're playing the game over, or we're starting the game yep. from two minutes ago. And it's going to be absolutely a joke. And look, like the NHL, far be it from them to make a joke of themselves. But this is something that I, I 100% agree with what you're saying about the stipulations of these challenges. Like there's got to be a time limit or, or, or a possession limit. Like when you call a delayed penalty. Um, 
the the penalty gets called as soon as the team that caused the infraction touches the puck. Right. So that should also apply to if you think such and such team was offsides, if you think Andres Thanasi was offsides on that play, as soon as your team touches the puck, it doesn't matter. You had the puck. Right. You had the puck to, to be able to do something with it. So I, I think that is probably the easiest thing rather than like a shot clock or whatever to, you know, make the, make the challenge applicable. I think if your team touches the puck in the defense, in your defensive zone after you think an offsides has, ha- has happened and it goes uncalled, then sorry. Like that, that half of a fraction of a, of a centimeter in this, especially when we talk about how fast hockey is, you know, we talk about all the time where refs, you know, the game's so fast, refs don't see calls or, you know, don't see penalties and stuff like that. Maybe it's okay that the game is so fast that they can't see the, the tiny little, you know, snowflake of ice dust that is between the puck and the blue line while Andreas Athanasiou is skating past, uh, skating past them at 24 miles an hour. Like maybe that's okay. Maybe that's okay that that little fraction right. doesn't need to be. That's di- why if dissected. I, I just get, I'm I'm eliminating it completely. If I'm if it's up to me, I'm just getting rid of it. You don't getting get rid to of review offsides. Offside. Hell yeah, let's go. Well, I mean the <laughs> review. You don't get to review yeah, it at yeah. all. That you got a linesman right there, usually down on one knee, watching the puck cross the line. If it's egregious enough to impact the play, he's gonna blow it dead. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it shouldn't be a, a snowflakes difference between a goal being scored and not. There's no way yeah. that Charlie McAvoy is like, hey, if if I had had that extra one-tenth of a second, I right. certainly would have stopped that from happening. Right, exactly. Like, no. And I think the other thing that bothers me about the offsides call is that if you're going to hinge legitimate goals happening, uh, whether they stand or not, on the television angles of of camera angles what are you even doing yeah the blue line is a static line it doesn't move like in like offsides calls in soccer but they have the technology to cover that too um it's like the it's like the end zone in football it's always going to be that line yeah how is it not possible to have just like a little camera in the boards that goes along the blue line that can give you an angle of the the play either being on onside or not like as far if we're going to complain about the technology that seems like and i'm I mean, not you got tech- a pylon cam yeah you have a pylon cam you can't put something permanent in the board right there yeah just a little thing put it like you know behind the yeah bulletproof glass or whatever so it doesn't break from a puck or something but like it just i don't know i think if you if you're going to have legitimate goals decided you can't rely on uh you know, the, the, the TV angles. And if you are, and the TV angle doesn't definitively show anything, then you got nothing. Like, like tonight's goal, the angles that they showed on, on the broadcast and on the replay, I looked at it, and I'm like, I don't think you have anything to, to yeah, overturn there, it. No you can't it tell. no way definitive enough to overturn. And, like, it's just, I don't know. It's in, in, in case, as in a chat, what distance is acceptable, the, re- the linesman knows what offsides looks like. He knows. He knows what offside looks like and if it's going to impact the play or not. Let the referees make a judgment call. And again, most of the time I'm with you on reviewing stuff. Did the puck cross the line? Review it. Yeah. Right? I get all that stuff because it's you are talking about the moment in question. Whereas an offside call is 30 seconds ago. Yeah. And the game has moved on. 
It just it just doesn't make sense. I'm glad they tried it. It's not working. It's not because. And here's the other thing too to keep in mind: if you ever like been on ice, as the period goes on, the blue line under the ice gets like the it appears to be a little bit warped because of like yeah, it gets, you know, it skate gets lines and like it almost looks like everything. it bleeds. So it's not exact. Like it's just it's so frustrating. I think they need to reevaluate. I hope they will. Like, look, if they reevaluate and say, you know what, there's no fair way to do this, so we're just gonna keep allowing it. Fine, whatever. But it just doesn't seem right. Even you know, I think someone mentioned in the chat. Like Ray Ferraro said that so much time had passed that uh, yeah, it was uh, Dustin. Yeah. Ray Ferraro mentioned on the broadcast that the NHL has to adjust the time or possession limit to the out- offside replay rule. Yeah. Okay. That's arguing. a compromise I'm willing to accept. Yep. What's the time? 15 seconds? 20 seconds? Like, think about right. 15 seconds in a hockey game. is That's yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. That's that's a significant portion of time. So. Yeah, especially with how how fast the game moves. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could go a, – a, a goal could be scored on the, on the entry of that play. And, you know – it's it happens in two seconds. So not not every offsides is going to have a full fifteen second possession after it. So even if you're worried about the time length, being like, oh well, if we implement this time length, what if it never reaches that? Like, well, okay, then you don't have to worry about it because it moves so fast. So yeah, if it's fifteen seconds, twenty, whatever. I I just think the the league definitely should look at revisions to the play and sure yeah does it sound like we're being sour because it was a blackhawks goal that was overturned sure but i think you're not going to find you're not going to be hard pressed to find people outside of us blackhawks fans complaining about the re- the offsize replay review it's it's a universal hockey thing that people all recognize no matter who you cheer for is a problem yep i agree all right, let's wrap things up. We are back tomorrow. First, whoa, we got to whoa, t- whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah, we can do Connor's Corner. corner. I'm Connor's sorry. Corner. I'm exhausted, dude. I mean, he didn't. <laughs> I'm just going to go right into it. Just go into it. I like the song. It cheers me up. Connor had one Grand Theft Auto. What? Goals taken away. There you uh, go. I made my own acronym. Uh, there you go. No goals, no shots. Yeah, it did have three shot attempts yeah, uh, and a goal taken away. I will say this, though. Won 54.5% of his face-offs. Yeah. No, that's good. So there you go. That's good. That's, that's uh, I mean, that's better. it's progress. It is progress. Absolutely. Big progress. Um, all right. Well, you want to tell people where to get themselves a counter Bedard bobblehead? Because we know now. Uh, yeah, you can get a, a counter Bedard bobblehead. You know, many places, but the best place to go is to our friends at Foco because they have not only the best counter bedard bobbleheads around, but the best sports gear around to help you get fitted out for the upcoming NFL. Well, NFL is fully underway. Upcoming NBA, NHL, and NFL seasons. They got everything that you're looking for. Uh, polos, bags, uh, hoodies, Bears bib overalls, Connor Bedard bobbleheads. They got, uh, you know, slippers with your favorite sports teams on them. You're looking to do some Christmas shopping early for the sports fan in your life or to buy yourself some uh, Christmas gifts because, 
damn it, you deserve it. Go to foco.com. That's F-O-C-O.com. And when you do that, click on the link in the description below. And all non-presale items are going to be 10% off when you use the code CHGO. Again, that's foco.com, F-O-C-O. Use the promo code CHGO and get yourself kind of a dark bobblehead and all the stuff you could ever want with Chicago sports teams. Uh, real quick, $5 super chat from Michael says, there is a camera at the blue lines. The broadcast doesn't see it till after the call is made. They said it at one of the earlier games this year. Uh, I don't believe you. Well, show me. They are on, from what I remember, they're on the ledge. Like they're up on the, like on the dasher. Oh. Put them in the effing boards along the ice. Because if you have a ref skate in front of it. Yeah. Where he's going to be for most offside calls, right? Right on the blue line. Right. His back is going to be in front of the camera. Put it low to the ice on the ground, a la the the uh, pylon camera. Anyway, thank you for the super chat, Michael. We appreciate it. Um, you know what's frustrating sometimes is finding tickets to sporting events mm-hmm. that are not like insultingly expensive or concerts or theater or whatever. You should not have to worry when you're buying your tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Those flash deals they've got, those zone deals, they're great. You can get them last minute. That's the thing. Like, if you decide, you know, hey, you know what? I got it. My meeting got canceled at work. I'm getting out early. Let's go to the Hawks game tonight. Check out Game Time because you're going to find the cheapest tickets there and you will find those specific spots knocked uh, down in price close to game time. It's awesome. It's the only nice. ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so know ex- you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show you your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without the hidden fees. You can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app. Create an account. Use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I was in a pissy mood for this show. I don't know why. Well, it was was a frustrating loss. I want so much to care about this season compared to last season. I see people talking about Cole Iserman and Macklin Celebrini and tank spins, and we, we did the rebuild. We, Greg and I are working on the rebuild report. You'll see it on allchgo.com. Tomorrow, talking about the Blackhawks prospect system, getting excited for these young guys, staying excited for these young guys. Bedard is not the only part of this rebuild. All that stuff, which is all true, but part of me just so desperately wants to care about wins and losses again that I think... I'm looking at this team and just like, please, I want you to be good. I want you to be good now. It's a selfish feeling, and it's an illogical feeling. But damn it, I want to care about wins and losses so much. Yeah. And I just, like, I, like we said earlier, you know, it's Monday's game against Arizona, I think, will be a breath of fresh air. And I think I just, I just, I just want to get through this part of the schedule where the Blackhawks are continuously playing cup contenders I just would like them to play some normal teams so they can look normal. Still, all I want. Still why the Montreal game pissed me off so badly. Yes. (laughs) Because I was looking ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think they are are a better team than they were last year. It's just 
yeah. I, it, now, if they lose that that Arizona game, all bets are off, right? I'm, or if it's like I'm throwing things four nothing or three, you know, if they lose four three in overtime or something like whatever. Sure, but no, it's gotta it's gotta look better. It's got to look better against yeah. Arizona. But we got Vegas first, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, speaking of Vegas, party. Yeah. we got come our watch party. Come be pissy with us. Yeah, come throw stuff with us. It's a pissy party. October 27th, that is uh, Wait, Friday at 5 uh, at Legends, 9710 West 191st Street in Mokina. Sponsored by our friends at Goose Island. They're going to have $5 Goose Island Blackhawks Pale Ales there. The and, of boys. course, a live post-game CHGO Blackhawks podcast. So come hang out with us. Watch the game. Drink some uh, some uh, goose, yeah, and uh, watch the post game show live, and you can yell at us in person. Yeah, it's gonna you know it's gonna be fun doing the the, the post game show live. I would love to have a element of audience participation. Perhaps, or maybe not. We'll have I don't a know. meeting about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey maybe guys, not. I've been drinking for the last four hours, and I got. 25 minutes of thoughts. Give me a well, mic. I'm not saying give the mic to somebody <laughs> in the crowd, but like we yes. can, you know, we'll figure we'll get out. a, we'll get a chant going or something. Oh, we just want to see you. So come give on out. See, make sure you go to all chgo.com or check out our social media channels uh, for the event bright link. All you got to do is RSVP. It is free. You don't have to pay to go, but we would like you to RSVP your spot. So we know how many people to expect. Yep. And the people at legends know who to expect. And let me say this just between friends here. It's rare. We have events. When we have events, it's very good when people come. <laughs> yes. Because when they come, we have more events, and we could do more fun things. But if no one shows up to this, the company's going to say, well, no one shows up for Hawks broadcasts. We, we gave you four days warning. What's wrong with you people? Like, you know what I mean? Right. If you can come out Friday, come out Friday. Five o'clock puck drop, eight o'clock-ish post game. We'll be there hanging out the whole time. Yep. You can watch me eat in person. And just be disgusted. It's quite the show. And Steven's going to be there. Yeah, you can watch Steven yeah. eat, too. Yeah, Steven we need will a take down, like, a 12-foot party sub. Yeah. Only if we get 30-plus people coming. All right, okay, fine. there you go. Yeah. He'll knock it out in the first period. <laughs> All right. We'll see you all Friday, but we'll talk to you tomorrow at 2.30. By the way, this is not a joke. We were supposed to have Liam McHugh on tomorrow. No. He had to cancel again. This time. How? He has to work Wednesday. He has jury duty. Bullshit. <laughs> I love You're it. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding. Oh I texted him the other day and I said, hey, here's a reminder. He goes, he goes you're not going to believe this. No, I'm not going to believe it. But there's a chance. Wow. He goes, <laughs> I said, so this was uh, yesterday at 3. I said, hey, Liam, reminder for this Wednesday, 1025 at 4 p.m. Eastern. He said, hey, at this point, the only thing that could derail this is jury duty, which unfortunately is a possibility. I'll update you tomorrow night. I said, hey, here's a link to join tomorrow's show at 4 p.m. I regret to inform you that I will be at blank county jury duty. Oh, no. Sorry, man. Followed up with F, U, 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 and you know the rest. <laughs> and I said, uh, frustrated emoji. No problem. We'll make it work soon. Oh, you boy. always Gretzky, McHugh, in yeah. studio. All right. We'll get him on. <laughs> he wants to come on. He is truly upset. So. Um, we'll that's, make it work. He's running out of excuses anyway. Yeah. Was the dog <laughs> ate his laptop is next? Yeah. But we've got some good around the league stuff to talk about. Yeah, tomorrow. there's uh, there's plenty of stuff to talk about. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll so don't fine. miss it. We got plenty of content. When all else fails, mailbag. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't think we're going to need one tomorrow, but we'll see. No, no, no. All right, join us at 2.30. Thanks to Steven for running the show. As always, we'll talk to you tomorrow on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.
Like the mayor, 